right, welcome back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Thursday, November 4th, and this is episode 128. Uh, A huge shout out to Mr. Dustin Morgan. It is his birthday today, and he does the banger of an intro that you just heard here on the couch. So shout out to you, Dustin. We love you. Happy birthday. Um, And we have a loaded show on this Thursday. We obviously are going to talk about Buster Posey. Henry Ruggs, the Braves winning the World Series, a little Aaron Rodgers, NFL Week 8 recap, and looking ahead, obviously, to Week 9 in the playoffs, as well as uh, some other news that we'll discuss at the end of the show. Uh, And to do all this, God, I gotta clear my throat there. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, To do all this, I'll be joined by uh, Andrew Radcliffe, Big Dog, and John Robbins. Uh, Big Dog, how you doing, my friend? Doing well. Very weird week. Weird week. I feel weird. A lot of things haven't settled in yet. I haven't. Yeah, know. we have a lot a lot of shit we got to talk about because the NFL landscape is very different, weirdly. <clears throat> and so is the uh, MLB. And uh, John, John Robbins, my brother, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm a little distraught in the world of sports right now. It's been a crazy week, I feel like. Yeah, it, it has, guys. Uh, so let's get into the big news, the, the devastating news. Uh, Buster Posey. Three-time World Series champion, two-time comeback player of the year, MVP. He's got a silver slugger or two. Retires pretty much out of nowhere, um, and we're shocked. We, I, at least I speak for me, Andrew, we were talking about this a bit yesterday, and you brought up how we kind of assumed how he took last year off. That might have lengthened his career, right? But Yeah, I thought that was going to be like refreshing. We'd be like, hey. You know, I got to take baseball off. I'm back. Let's go mm-hmm. for five more years. They won 107 games this year. I think that's why they won 107 games. I think at some point the team knew this was going to be Posey's last dance. And that's why they rallied so well. And I think a lot of contracts are coming up. Dude, this changes everything. For the Giants. It changes everything. I mean. It, it, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, John, I mean. It just Johnny looks ha- like it's so quickly crumbling all of a sudden, doesn't it? Like, it kind of yeah. like... Uh, Buster Posey's been the catcher of the Giants since you captain. were eight, John. I know. I don't really remember the Giants without Buster Posey as the catcher, to be honest. That's because, Johnny, since 2004 to 2021, he's played in every single postseason game for the Giants, which is 58. Fucking crazy. Um, he had such a great year. He is. If not my favorite baseball player ever, he is right up there. Um, he is on the Bay Area Sports Mount Rushmore, in my opinion. I mean, it's just, it just sucks to lose Posey. He's that rock, and um, he's a lock for the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. I know Johnny agrees. Andrew, uh, as a non-biased point of view, Posey's a lock, right? Yeah, he is. If not, I mean... The longevity is not there, but he has literally one of the best catching resumes of all time. And it could have been the best if he played a couple more years, I think. He was your three World Series, a Rookie of the Year, all within five years. He was great at defense MVP. before he started playing first base. Um, the guy was the shit for four or five years, the catcher. Six years, honestly. Have you guys been seeing those videos that have been going around of how Posey uh, starts walking away before the ump calls the third strike because he's like he'll like frame it basically and most catchers like frame it and hold it and there's just this long montage of Posey just going 
and because he knows it. He's just a badass. And um, Andrew, you played catcher in high school. You were saying that Posey was, I mean, his his role model, the word? like, Yeah, I mean, he was right when I was freshman, sophomore, junior. um, Got his same model glove, all-star catching gear. He was really good in MLB The Show those times. One of the few 99 (laughs) overall players. We used to argue about how, well, you know what side I was on, but he used to try to piss me off and say, hey, like, I think Buster Posey's better than Mike Trout because he won the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, right? the, that wasn't the that both... long ago, though. I mean, it was long yeah. ago, but it wasn't that long ago. It, it, that just, it's, it's heartbreaking with that. Um, uh, Let's talk about the impact this has on the Giants next season, guys, because I think, as you alluded to, Andrew, it's huge. Uh, Johnny, I this massively lowers my expectations of Chris Bryant coming back. So much. And now it just makes me this all this happening just makes me look at it this giant season kind of, unfortunately. And I kind like you can kind of see it next year how we could completely fall off. And like Kevin Gosman, great pitcher this year. I mean, like he went from like a four ERA to like a one point something. Like we lost Posey. B had by far the best season of his career like hitting wise like and he's now man. the elder statesman it's just scary brian without posey i'm just worried that we're gonna go back to where we were like two years ago but i'm sad and i think the confidence that that pitching staff had you just alluded to it johnny it's so much of that is rooted in buster posey especially in the playoffs i mean logan webb is you saw his tweet he's pretty sad i have confidence in him going forward uh regardless but i mean with others there's just I mean, Andrew, we talk about it's the confidence having Posey behind the plate and losing that for a pitching staff. I mean, the team in general, obviously, but the pitching staff, too. I mean, talk about what what you think this does. You you build those relationships. You earn the trust and respect of the pitchers. When you're a pitcher, I mean, that's why, like, Clayton Kershaw, you can go name a couple others. They have specific catchers because they can't pitch anyone else. Like, you, Darvish, has to pitch to Victor Caratini. It's because... When they throw a curveball in the dirt and there's a runner on third and you need someone to block the ball, you need to be able to trust that person. And mm-hmm. that's something Buster Posey's able to do. Buster Posey dictates the tempo, like you said, when he catches a ball and it's like a borderline and he's already thrown to the third around the horn. And he kind of is like, all right, I guess Buster thinks it's a strike. We'll ring him up. It's stuff like that. It's small little and things. The reputation. Like I mean, dude, it came out that in Matt Cain's perfect game, he didn't wave off a single pitch of Buster's. And then to that point, I mean, how many catchers are still calling the games? Because nobody makes a decision anymore, unfortunately, except Buster Posey was one of those catchers that it's like him and Yachty. You call the game. We don't we don't need the computer to tell us what to do. We we trust you, Buster. And uh, quickly on this, I was out to dinner the night before uh, a belated happy birthday to my mother. Um, I was out with uh, Christo Lusich, uh, who's been on the pod a bunch, big Giants fan. He actually, we talked about it the night before, and I was like, I'm 100% sure <clears throat> Posey's coming back. And he put it out there that he wasn't. And damn it, he was right 24 hours later, and he's just as bummed as we are. And his, I mean, did, he uh, know, did he know this was going to happen? No, he, he didn't. Just he, he, just, he just thought he was going to, he didn't rule out the idea of retirement. He, Chris mentioned that. He did just adopt two children, so I guess that plays into it. And maybe that his year off of COVID kind of showed him that that's what he wants to do. He doesn't need to do this anymore, which sucks. But what I thought was interesting and very real, what Chris said next to me was, 
Joey Bart better get his ass ready. Yeah. Holy shit, it's time. There's a lot of expectations on him for next year. I feel like he should have played for, like, at least this year. I thought last year was the last year of him not being to play. Mm Because, like, okay, it's a COVID year, you get a break. What have you seen from him? I've seen him have, what, 10, 15 at-bats. How many games did he play this year? Did he play that many? I don't think he came up for any games unless it was in very early season. I do not remember Joey. I watched basically I every Giants game. At all. Joey Bart, I do not think, played a game in the majors and this year. He's been this top catching prospect for five, six years. And, and now it's accelerated. Now he really has to transform into that. God damn, it's, it's going to be way fucking harder to recruit pitchers to come to the Bay Area without... You know how nice it is to say, oh, we have Buster Posey? That's gone. Dude, I so. just like so you got Joey Bart who's playing first base next year. Is Brandon Belt still under contract or is Belt? I believe. Lamont Wade. Lamont Wade Darren could. Ruff. Darren Ruff. I like Lamont Wade. They the Giants have they, still like, a have crap like, like a, a, a a scrappy team next year. Like losing Posey does think do a lot, but I mean the, they weren't supposed to be good this year and those players balled out. Exactly. So it's like I mean the Giants Kapler's are good too. We're supposed to get 74 wins, and they got 107. So this mm-hmm. is exactly how we feel. They should get 74 wins next year. Who knows what that? I'm going to take the over. But uh, uh, shout out to you, Buster Posey. We love you. Um, what a career. God damn it, it sucks, though. Uh, next thing, this is just terrible news, but I feel like we should just cover it here on the couch. Uh, Henry Ruggs, number 12 pick out of Alabama, I believe two years ago for the Oakland Raiders. He was involved in a DUI, and he was driving 156 miles per hour on a surface street, and he killed a 23-year-old woman and their dog. So, obviously, that is just terrible, and prayers to the family that is dealing with that. Um, The Raiders obviously released him. I mean, how the fuck are you driving 156 miles per hour? That is just so fucking stupid, and Henry Ruggs deserves whatever's coming to him because I think, I don't know. To me, it's like, like just as reckless as shooting a gun. Just in Vegas, you'd think, especially in Vegas, out of all cities, like you don't want to Uber. You want to drive in Las Vegas. They have a ride program. There's literally one players. street you can drive down in Vegas, and it sucks. <laughs> like, what are you 156 <laughs> miles an hour. Have you guys ever even heard of that? Like, no. I, have you? Ever, I mean, what's the fastest you've ever? I didn't know my car uh, maybe 100, like one a couple times, and then your car. Yeah, goes, like 103. Like <laughs> if that, like. Maybe I mean, I'm just a pussy. I but... get scared if I go past 100. <laughs> My car can't do that. It's yeah. like, I know we don't have Henry Ruggs car, but dude, you're on. 156 you're is just a mind-blowing sur- speed. Like you said, surface street. It doesn't fucking make idiot. zero sense. Yeah, so uh, that situation is terrible. And uh, let's go to the next thing we got here is the Braves. They win the World Series. They beat the Astros four games to two. Um, Johnny... Uh, I know you have some friends who are some Braves fans. How are, how are the Braves fans feeling post-World uh, Series win? The Braves fans are hyped. The Braves fans are very excited. I'm just happy that the Dodgers didn't win. So I didn't really care too much what happened. I'm not really an Astros hater. True. But it's all I cared about was the Dodgers God, not the winning. Dodgers didn't win. Very like-minded around the room here. <laughs> um, is, where's Correa going to go, Andrew? So I see Carlos Correa. They're, I think they'll t- Boston Red Sox. It's either the he's going to resign with the Astros, which I don't know. I don't know why they can't do that. Or they wouldn't want to like 
entertain that because I feel like they have a lot of young guys like Alvarez Tucker that are three or four years away from contract years. Altuve, they're under contract for two or three more years, and same with Brave. I feel like they could do it. They have a lot of young mm-hmm. pitching. Um, so, yeah, I think the Astros is one option. The Yankees is definitely one. And I think, I mean, I don't know why he would anyone would ever want to go to Detroit to, like, play that city or be a sign of free agent there. Sorry, Stephen. But the AL Central is kind of wide open in a way. Mm-hmm. White Sox are good. Tigers outperformed a lot of people. I think the Tigers, a little reunion with A.J. Hinch there. And maybe Ooh. they sign, I don't know, Trevor Bauer. They get all these people that are in trouble. And maybe they make a couple moves and get 15, 20 more wins. And they're in the playoffs, the Tigers. That's an interesting take. That's an interesting take, definitely. Um, About this Braves team, they got hot at the right time. And they were just... It was Giants-esque of the early 2010s, kind of how they came together to win. Um, I'm I don't have any giant takeaways from like what the Braves did, but like Andrew, what is your, like your biggest takeaway from this MLB postseason and what you saw? Not like what you were rooting for, but like what is something that kind of stuck with you? That I think I it's know. just what a great reminder because I was like we all were because we know how good the Dodgers are. Baseball is just so freaking hard to repeat, and it's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. It literally does not matter. We all wrote the Braves off. Everyone in the baseball world wrote the Braves off as soon as Ronald Acuna went down. Then Ozuna yep. goes out, and it's like, okay, those are your leadoff and your number three hitter to a really good team. They go out and get those guys to Vol, Soler, Peterson, which is, I mean, this GM, how smart do you look? How lucky was that? Unreal. I mean, Unreal. You're never going to have that kind of luck when you trade for three or four average outfielders. And they just all go off. Rosario wins NLCS MVP. Jorge Soler wins World Series MVP. Jock Peterson does his thing in the first it's like round. the most loved man in Atlanta sports right now. They yes. freaking love him. And the guy, is, he looks like an absolute genius. And he is a genius. And the Braves mm-hmm. are only going to get better. Because they didn't have their Acuna, Soroka's coming back. Who knows with Ozuna in that situation. But the Braves are an absolute tear depending on freddie freeman mm-hmm. um and so coming out of these playoffs the number the high the best odds to win the um or the lowest odds to win the world series next year is the dodgers do you think that's how it should be just because with the amount of talent they have unfortunately yeah i mean even with because i've seen people who are like oh my god they have all these free agents and it was like well look they're probably going to sign a couple of them they're probably they're not going to lose yeah. a single person um and then you have Dustin May coming back. Remember how good that guy is? Yeah, fuck him. I saw him throwing the other day. It's still going to be Mookie Betts. It's still going to be Trey Turner. They still have so many MVPs, all-stars. It doesn't matter. The the Dodgers will still be the heavy favorites going into next year. And they should. Mm -hmm. And we'll see what Bob Melvin in the San Diego Padres can do. Really excited, but God, I hate getting excited over nothing for San Diego. I'm tired of getting excited for nothing. I'm just going to wait. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that soon when we talk about the Chargers. Let's talk some football, but first. So Aaron Rodgers is out this week with COVID. Um, apparently he is not vaccinated. Um, they This is just coming off the them beating the Cardinals on Thursday night football, 24-21, ending the Cardinals' undefeated season. And Rodgers did that with no uh, Devontae Adams or Lazard or Valdez Scantling. So a huge win for the Packers there. They're hot. We'll see what they can do without Rodgers this week. But um, 
I just have a statement on because it's like the number one trending thing. Like uh, there's like everyone's mad at Aaron Rodgers, all this, all that takes hot takes, everything. I'll give you my statement. I could not give less of a fucking shit if he is vaccinated or not. I just don't care. And all those people out there that want to spend their days caring and getting angry about this. Go ahead. It's your problem to deal. You can yeah. waste your time getting mad about this shit. I don't care if the professional athlete is vaccinated. I don't look to professional athletes and fucking movie stars to how to run my life. I'm not a fucking peasant that needs to be told what to do by people. I can make decisions for myself. I am vaccinated for what for what it's worth. But like I do not give a fucking shit if Aaron Rodgers is vaccinated, and I'm tired of this always coming up. It's just like, can we get the fuck over it? Why do we give a shit about other people? And I don't want to go this far, but let me just pose this. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even want to. It's just like, it. I mean, it wasn't a big I, deal. Aaron Rodgers. I, I just don't care. It's just fucking, let's just talk about football. Dude, he was on top of the world until, you know, this happened. And it's the same thing. It's like nobody cares until you, you get it. Until you get COVID. Um, the thing I'm pissed about is that this was such a good afternoon, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon game. And they completely fucked up the schedule because the Packers, Chiefs, and now the Chiefs get a little bit of a break and they were going to go the play a Packers Love. team. And I just, you know, the Chargers need this. The AFC West needs every stumble the Chiefs can take. And this is a little, the ball's bouncing mm-hmm. its way here. I like yeah. that. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't care, and I just, I, I just, I just don't care. <laughs> I'm tired. I just don't you, like, care. You can sit for five days, or you're fine, and then if you're not, you sit for ten days. Like who fucking cares? Like I, it's just like whatever. We're we're living <laughs> in a world. Football for eight weeks, so the whole NFL should have it then. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go a little recap here. Uh, the Patriots last week they take out the Chargers twenty-seven twenty-four. Just a pitiful performance by the Chargers coming off a bye, now dropping two straight. The Chargers need to wake the fuck up. Um, I am worried a lot about this team because the defense is terrible. Herbert, I'm less worried about, but he hasn't looked great. And Staley, I just, I want to, this is when he's been getting praised all year long. This is when you got to, it's when it gets tough. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. That's what we need to see from Brandon Staley. We need a response to this adversity. Um, it it is very worrisome, though. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was very high on the Chargers early in the season. The last couple weeks have made me quite worried um, because Mac Jones looked like shit in that game, and the Chargers had no business losing it. It is against Bill Belichick. This is a ramble of how pissed I am about the Chargers. But uh, Andrew, like, what what is your takeaway? And then we'll go to Johnny. It was terrible. I mean, they brought back North Turner Day, so it was... I don't know how they lost that game. Matt Jones missed about 17 throws by 15 yards. Um, coming off a of bye week, it's not good. However, it's the first time you play Bill Belichick. Every team's going to go through a three, four-week threat. Every team has. I mean, go through it. Um, mm-hmm. This is... I, I, like, I know the Chargers. Like I, I'm confident in them. I know they're going to bounce back because every team, they looked so good three weeks ago, and they beat 
the Chiefs when we thought the Chiefs were really good. They beat the Browns when we thought the Browns were AFC contenders. They beat the undefeated Raiders at the time before all the Gruden and all the so stuff. So spirits are still high. They won. One, I mean, the first game he won on the road, and we thought the Redskins were good. The Redskins made the play, or Washington made the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, so they had all these wins that looked really good, and now they don't look as good because we're week eight and nine, and they're like kind of 500 teams. They're okay. And that just lets so, you know, like, the whole league, it's so wide open. Besides the Bucks and the Rams and the Bills, I don't trust anyone else in the mm-hmm. National Football League. So, Big Dog, you're optimistic. Johnny, where are you at? Um, I'm semi-optimistic, but I definitely have my my worries. Like, they feel like the beginning of the season, they had a lot of urgency to, like, prove people wrong and, like, show how nasty they were and how they're legit. And now, I don't know, I feel like they've taken it off a little bit, but their run defense scares me. Their run defense is so bad. They could, anyone can run all over us whenever they want, and I don't know. That we need to change. I feel like I feel like we haven't had a run defense for ever. I, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so let's look at the Chargers' next four games, guys. You got at the Eagles, Vikings when? come to play the Chargers, when? Steelers at the Chargers, should Chargers win. at Broncos. They should we win should back. win four straight there. Yeah. And then the big game, December 5th, you have Chargers at Bengals, which we'll say 50-50 shot there. Then you play the Giants. You should, should win that game. You play the Chiefs. We've already taken one. Then you play 50, the Texans. 50. You should need to win, win that game. Broncos again. You should win that game. And Raiders. I'm sorry. You should win that game. So we'll, uh, so <laughs> let's say so let's do like this. What's the Chargers? Chiefs pretty much. So they're four and three right now. The Chargers. Let's give us four straight because we should win. So we go to eight and three. Let's give us a loss to the Bengals. Eight and four. Nine and four beating the Giants. And then we'll say we'll lose to the Chiefs. To the Chiefs. Nine to five. Nine and five after we lose to the Chiefs. Beat the Texans to ten and five. Beat the Broncos to eleven and five. Beat the Raiders. That's how the Chargers roadmap to get to twelve and five. Negative. That's not impossible, that's so and that's assuming that's losses like, to the two hard games, but also assuming wins. They're hard as part of the schedules in the early part, and like they they really took care of. Like they started off hot, so I think that's part of the reason they're kind of like burned out. And I think when they lost to the Ravens. One, it's the West Coast to East Coast thing, and you're kind of looking forward to a bye to a week off, and then you come mm-hmm. back, and here's the fucking Chargers, and you get you got outcoached. Right? Everyone got you got completely outcoached that day. However, yep. Dustin Hopkins two for two field goals. How cool is that? It wasn't yeah, just, the reason. I still don't trust him. Oh, Freaking Young Hoku is it the game. leader in field goal percentage. We cut him. He was so bad for us. I like, know, but it's just I don't get why if you go play. It's not like it's in Chicago where it's in super windy. I don't understand. San Diego, then then it becomes hard to kick a field goal in Los Angeles, California when it's 74. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes um, what do you guys make of the Patriots, though? Johnny, what do you make of the Patriots? Uh, I like I see the Patriots making the playoffs. I'm kind of high on the Patriots more than most yeah. people. Right, I think what, are you, what are your guys' takes? I think that I see the Patriots finishing around like, 10 and 7, squeaking in, something like that. I think the Patriots are a wild card team. You think the Patriots are better than the Bengals? No. No, but I could so easily see the Patriots finning. But in three weeks, they really change mm-hmm. your mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, Patriots are right there. Patriots okay. Are right there. Next game the, that happened last weekend, we'll use it to talk about some stuff that's going on right now, is the Steelers beat the Browns 15 to 10. Uh, Big Ben kind of showing signs of life of not just being absolutely awful as he was earlier in the season, but still, 
He's old. He's old, but the Steelers, they have an unbelievable defense, and they have a great coach. They're going to be able to win these types of ugly games. Guys, but Baker Mayfield is very hurt. Let's remember that. Baker Mayfield's like left side of his body is like torn. So let's not be too critical on Baker for that game. I think you can be critical on Baker for other stuff, but that game, not too mad about it. He played through an injury. This OBJ situation, though, Coach Kevin Stefanski basically tells players he's not a part of the team. Um, OBJ is being told not to practice with them. Everyone's saying free OBJ. Saints and Raiders are rumored, but it is past the trade deadline, guys. So he would have to be dropped, basically, and then picked up by a team. Why didn't this OBJ... Johnny, you're a Baker Mayfield guy, but I'm not like trying to be hard on you here, but why didn't this OBJ-Baker Mayfield connection work? And then, Andrew, I'll ask you the same question after. Odell Beckham Jr. is overrated as fuck. He's the most overrated wide receiver in our entire lifetime. That is why it did not work. He had, like, three great seasons and then got injured every single year of his career after and has never been good. But everyone still thinks Odell Beckham Jr. is a top 10 wide receiver. But, Brian, he's probably top 50, and he's fucking 45. He sucks. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with that. Andrew? Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely overrated. He had... He's the most overrated NFL player tonight. of our lifetime. Like, he literally he one catch in a so meaningless Sunday really night game. Like the 30th best wide receiver. Um, well, I do, like, I mean, I think it's just a mix of Cleveland. I don't think Baker Mayfield's that good. And then I don't think OBJ is that great. I mean, he's whatever. And just the way, like, dude, the Cleveland Browns, they run the football. They're not, like, running these yes. crazy, like, schemes and around. They throw eight-yard slot passes to Jarvis Landry, and then they hand the ball off every time in play action. So I think mm. that's part of it, too. It's just... It wasn't a good fit. And I still, I think OBJ could be all right. He could be a decent receiver. Like Brian and I were talking, hey, if OBJ wants to be the number three for the Chargers, just chill behind Keenan okay. and Mike Will, let's do that. And, of course, the Raiders are river to get him. But he would have to accept that Mike Williams is ten times better than Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, I, and I don't think he would 100%. ever accept that. Well, he would have to because exactly. yeah, otherwise his dad's going to have to release another like 11-minute video of him of Baker Mayfield Going passes over his head. I think that uh, so I don't think the Saints are. I don't believe that with Taysom Hill. I don't think he's going to want to go there. I think with OBJ, I'm looking at the Packers, the Chiefs, the Packers and Chiefs. I think the Rams could be great on the Chiefs, probably. Yeah, the Rams are seem to be on every star the deadline. Wouldn't surprise me. They're like the the only like active team or like NBA team, if you will, in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I respect the hustle. We'll get to what they did a little later, but uh, let's talk about this next game, guys. Um, Jets upset the Bengals. This ruined everyone's money line parlays to try to win PS5s. Um, it just ruined a lot of teasers. The Bengals coming off the highest of highs, beating the Ravens, and they lose to Mike White in the Jets. Mike White balls out, throws for over 400 yards. Um, what... What is our what is our feeling here on the Bengals, I guess? Because I still like them. I think this was a look-ahead game, um, and I think they were kind of too high on themselves, feeling the own hype after that Ravens game, and they just kind of thought they'd bounce the Jets. And the thing you have to remember in the NFL is all the other teams are pretty good. They're filled with NFL players. Uh, Andrew, do you think that this is uh, – what do you make of the Bengals? Are you still think of them as a playoff so, team, or is this – I don't Definitely, know. they're still in the playoff team, but I mean, this—I don't like going week by week too much, and it's only week seven or eight. But when you're the Bengals and you've won 
less than three games past couple of years, this changes a little bit for me. I, I'm starting to get a little concerned because maybe they came back down to reality. Maybe they start hitting a rough patch of the schedule. They play the Browns this week, and I think the Browns Browns have to win. Browns are 4-4 four and four, mm-hmm. below the Steelers. Uh, it is getting really tight. I'm putting a I'm putting a yellow flag up there. I'm not too concerned because I think Joe Burrow's a winner. The Bengals are getting better, but this they the Ravens are winning this division. Johnny, what are your thoughts on the Bengals? Uh, I agree with Andrew with what he just said. I didn't really think of that, but losing to the Jets, it kind of does. It is worrisome going back, but I mean, if I had to put money on it, I would still bet on the Bengals making a wild card spot and probably finishing with ten or eleven wins. But I, if, I'd probably pick the Browns this week, even though the Bengals are, are, are favored because, it, like Andrew said, it's just like it's must win for the Browns. Hungry dog. It's not necessarily must win for the Bengals yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew, what's the upcoming schedule for the Bengals look like? Well, let me tell you what. They're playing little tease here. They're playing the Browns. Uh, Browns mm-hmm. are plus two and a half. I'll just leave it at that. But the remaining of their schedule. So they got the Browns. Then they play in Las Vegas. That'll okay. be tough. They play the Steelers. Never easy. They play the Chargers. That's not easy. Niners. Not easy. Niners coming back a little bit. Broncos are annoying. Ravens ain't going to be easy. Chiefs ain't gonna be easy, and then the oh, Browns God. easy. So oh, they that's have a really fucking gauntlet. So let's see who they beat. The, you they assume beat. they win the Broncos game and the Raiders. I mean, I mean, yeah, they, but, okay, so you but, can't assume that. But that's like I can't even assume games. that they beat the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers are looking no. okay right now too. You can't say that against the Chargers. Can't say that against the Niners. Broncos maybe. The Ravens no. Chiefs no. Browns no. So the teams they beat, this is why. They beat the Bears week one. Mm-hmm. They beat a bad Steelers team. They beat the Jaguars. They beat the Lions. And the most impressive one was when they beat the Packers with 19 missed field goals. So that's they, they're getting. They lost to the Packers, but they beat the Ravens, right? Yes, they beat the Ravens. They lost to the Packers. They could have won that Packers game, though. Yes. And that's what everyone was so high on them, like looking back at their schedule. But, I mean, when you – that's talk about those teams coming up. That's a gauntlet. That's a gauntlet, and you don't want to have to go through it. Um, next thing here, guys, the Saints beat the Bucks in a little division upset game, 36-27. I don't think you should be too worried about this, about the Bucks. This is a typical division game. Division team, you're built to play the teams in your division in the NFL. Those games are always going to be harder than you think because you play this team twice a year you know a lot more about them so i'm not too worried about the bucks uh but the big news out of this game guys Jameis out for the year with an acl and it also does come out later that michael thomas will not be coming back this year but the saints are five and two who would have thought who would have thought john payton is he the best coach in the nfl i kind of think he is definitely this year i mean who what are the who else is up there right now? Johnny, what McVay? do you think um uh Sean Payton's record the last four years without Drew Brees has been? Well, I know Teddy Bridgewater was great. I know Taysom Hill's been pretty good, probably when he's I'm gonna go James doing all right. Like thirteen and four. Thirteen and three. Oh, I was so close. Yeah. Damn. He's he is such a great coach. So I think the Saints are one of those teams that you like that. 
What? You like that? You like that he's thirteen and three without Drew Brees, don't you? Well, I mean, imagine what he could have done with Philip Rivers. Is what I'm thinking. <laughs> Sixteen and zero. I mean, I know. Seriously, I think the Saints though are a. <laughs> I think they're a Wait. big playoff. They're going to make the playoffs, I think. And I think he's the best coach in the NFL. I think he's better than McVeigh. How much money would you pay for Philip Rivers to come back and win a ring with the Saints and just say, fuck you, Drew Brees? Wouldn't that be awesome? It'd that would be, be awesome be if Phil came in. The Saints would beat the Chargers, though. That would be the only kicker. So what would you root for? The Saints. Whoa. Oh, hey, my God. Rivers? Don't even do that. I don't. I, yeah. Philip oh, Rivers I would, is playing for a Super I would Bowl. Justin Herbert, so I would say so many awful things about Philip Rivers in the Super Bowl. That Why? That, I don't want to even put myself in that situation, but oh, everyone who listens to this podcast I knows who I, everyone knows who I would vote for. Everyone knows who I would vote oh, for. Oh, it would be terrible. I, would ha- I, I don't think I could do it. I we don't couldn't think even I watch could. the Super Bowl. The one time that Chargers beat the Super Bowl, we wouldn't even be able to watch it It would be awesome. Imagine. It would be awesome. It would be sick. You'd be very angry at each other, but it would be awesome. I don't think I could root against Phil, but I don't know. It'd be, it would just be He's awful. It would just, they would suck. Herbert win his first ring, on, and Phil takes that away after he's been sitting on the couch. This is why are we doing this to me? This isn't going to fucking happen. Dude, this is what we do. This is what we do. We bring up this is a rumor. It was out there. We talk about news on this podcast, and it was a rumor swirling that Phil Rivers said, hey, my phone's open. Sean Payton, if you want someone to do a couple of levels with happy feet and three yard check down, no, no more play. Action. Don't say happy feet. Don't say happy feet. Don't try to be little Philip Rivers casually. He's a fucking Hall of Fame well, quarterback. And shit, I bet the Colts wish they had him this year. God damn it. And you know what? He would be absolutely electric in New Orleans. New Orleans would maybe be like, I don't know, fourth in the Super Bowl range. And then like, the dots go right now until I was like, oh yeah, that's where Drew Brees plays. And like, this would really. God damn it. Saints. Oh, fuck. That okay. That would hurt. Next thing. Titans beat Colts in OT 34-31. Carson Wentz with an all-time bad interception. But the big news out of this game, boys, Derek Henry injury out till out for the year or out till week 17. It's a foot fracture. Uh, what do we make of the Titans and the future of the AFC at South without Derek Henry? Well, the good news is they have a three-game lead. Mm-hmm. And the AFC South but, sucks. I mean, they really only have to kind of go like 500 or a little below 500, and they should be okay, which I think they can do if mm-hmm. they're in the AFC South. But, I mean, it's you lose Ronald Acuna and Bray. I mean, what are you supposed to do? How do you how do you supposed to protect I mean, this team? Yeah, I mean, the, the Titans are like I don't know. Derrick Henry is like he is the Titans, maybe of more so than any player in the NFL, like of a team identity being one player. Derrick Henry is the Titans. He had like 400 more yards than any other running back this year. And he had like 70 more carries. Um, This just sucks to see him go out because he's just so fucking fun to watch. And the Titans were kind of on a streak of like some very impressive wins. And they're definitely a team you don't want to face in January, January because of Derrick Henry. Um, I still think they hold on to the AFC South because I don't, I think Ryan Tannehill is, He's okay. He's pretty good. And I think the rest of the AFC South just sucks. So if the Colts had Phil, if the Colts had anyone besides Carson Wentz, basically, that was decent. It might, I might feel differently, but at this point, I'm going to stay with the Titans. Johnny, do you have any faith in any team in that division besides the Titans, or are you kind of just think the Titans will hang on to it? I think the Titans definitely hang. I feel like the Titans always kind of just get the lead and hang on like they're like they're the ultimate trap team i feel like like mm-hmm. i don't think they're 
gonna blow the lead to the Colts or the any of those other like. Mm-hmm. Hey, they got a, Adrian balls. Peterson. A little AP All revival. All yeah. day. That would be sweet if he just sweet. started what being Derrick Henry. Like, quite crazy. <laughs> that would actually be so awesome. <laughs> um, next game, guys. The Rams roll the Texans 38-22. Uh, just a PSA to everyone. Cooper Cup is a fucking god. Good trade, he is Ryan. a god. Thank you. My, the greatest trade in fantasy football history. That I, they, My league tried They're to veto it, to folks. Because it was unfair to me. And I said, goodbye, Devontae Smith. Goodbye, Antonio Brown. Goodbye, useless draft picks. I will have Cooper Cup in this keeper league. So thank you to those. It's fantasy football. Vetoing in fantasy football is so dumb. It's just like what it's like you're just admitting that there's toddlers in your league. Johnny, would you allow this trade? I someone was getting Daryl Henderson and Devontae Smith, and another person was getting Ezekiel Elliott and Robert Woods. Is that a does that trade just get vetoed? That's like not even no trade should get vetoed unless it's like Patrick Mahomes for like it's yeah, clear collusion. Like, it's if there's like, clear yeah, collusion, like, come on. right? If it's like a team that's right, like right. out of it, just dumping like, their oh, players. I'll, I'll trade the league. Oh, Henry just got hurt. I'll trade you the best. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just something. Vetoing like, trades in fantasy football is soft. Vetoing should be used for like catching cheating. Politics yeah. are trickling down to fantasy football. It's really sad. It's really sad. Um, the Rams, though, they're looking like just a team to beat here in the NFC and the NFL. Actually, I mean, Stafford and cup, that connection is electric. They obviously have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And now they add Vaughn Miller. Holy shit. This Rams team is fucking gnarly. Um, my pre my preseason Super Bowl pick was bills bucks. I'm going to stick with that, but shit, the Rams, they have as good a chance as anyone to win this thing. Uh, Johnny, yeah, the Rams are yeah. the most fun team to watch in the league for sure. They give me like, like I think they're just as fun to watch. Like right when Patrick Mahomes was like coming on the scene, like I, they're crazy. It's like on. It reminds me of Madden, kind of like if you got, if anyone's ever played like Superstar KO, where you have three super like just like unstoppable players on their defense, and Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, and Aaron Donald, and then everyone else is just like, cr- like it's just crazy. They seem like a Madden team with how many superstars they have on defense. Andrew, do you think they're going to win the Super Bowl? Rams. Well, I'll tell you what I like. The, I like the Rams or Bucks more than the Bills right now. It's just okay. – it's Rams or Bucks. I just – I don't – I haven't decided because it's okay. Brady. Um, let's look at the rest of the NFC here. I'm going to roll through what happened in some of these games because – it's kind of a group of shitty teams, and one of these teams is going to get the seven seed in the NFC. So let's try to figure out who it's going to be. Um, you had the Cowboys beating the Vikings. The Cowboys are going to win that division. They're not one of these teams, but the Vikings, they are in contention to get that seventh seed. The Cowboys win 20 to 16 without Dak. Vikings, a little bit of panic mode. I think they should be, but they're still in the race, I think. 49ers, they beat the Bears. I don't think the Bears should be considered for this. I don't think I think they're out this year, but I think the 49ers are a type of team that could contend for that seven, as well as the Seahawks. If Russ comes back in week 10, because the Seahawks beat the Jaguars 31 seven, the Eagles absolutely rolled the Lions 44 to six. I still think the Eagles need Gardner Minshew, but the Eagles are definitely a team that could maybe sneak in that seven. I doubt it, but we'll see. And then the two other teams we should talk about with this are the Panthers and the Falcons. Panthers just beat the Falcons 19 to 13. Christian McCaffrey comes back next week for the Panthers and for the Falcons. Calvin Ridley is stepping away. So 
All of that, guys, just to ask you guys this question. Andrew, I'll start with you. Who makes the playoffs of this group of the Vikings, 49ers, Seahawks, Eagles, Panthers, Falcons? Who would you choose? I'm going to go with the Seahawks. If I just pick one, I'm going to go with the Seahawks simply because of Russell Wilson. Okay. Johnny? I'll go with the Vikings. Okay. And I am going to go with uh, the Vikings as well. I think the Vikings will make the playoffs. I just think... Kirk Cousins is very, he's up and down. He's going to have these games that just fucking suck. But the weapons that offense has, I think they'll figure it out. And they play in a shitty division. So they'll be able to get some wins there. Um, I would lean the Vikings. But I also, if the Seahawks can hang on and win some games before Russ comes back, like I think just win this week. And the Seahawks, I see that. But the Seahawks still have to play the Rams again and the Cardinals. So they're just in a tough division. So that's why I kind of lean Vikings, but we'll see. Uh, other thing to talk about, guys, is quickly is the Bills. They beat the Dolphins 26-11 um, in kind of a sloppy game. But I have two things about this. Johnny, I'll ask you this because I think Andrew and I have already talked about this. But, Johnny, are the Bills the best team in the AFC? Uh, yes. I think pretty easily. Yeah. They're the, Andrew, they're the best team in the NFL, though. Andrew, best team in the AFC is the, uh, the Bills? Bills. Okay. I got um, right now. And also, I think one thing that needs to be addressed because the trade deadline went by, we're talking about the Dolphins. The Dolphins didn't trade for Deshaun Watson. So that's not happening. That'll have to wait till this offseason stuff coming out with whatever information comes out. The Dolphins are in on Tua for the rest of the season. Um, and I get it. You can't really trade, even though I'm not a huge fan of Tua, you can't trade all that stuff for a guy who literally could like never play for you. Yeah. Because like, who yeah. knows what's going to happen. Especially so, when they're one in seven right now, one in six. Yeah, I would just not, um, I'm not interested in Deshaun Watson. Um, Monday Night Football, guys, the Chiefs beat the Giants on Monday Night Football 20 to 17. They still don't look right. They just don't. There was just weird stuff throughout the game. I mean, only being the Giants by three, the Giants, some weird uh, there was a weird uh, penalty late in the game that I didn't like of taunting. I think the Giants could have won that game. If it went, if you played it 10 times, could have at least won it five, six times. I think um, the Chiefs are still very off. They're two and six against the spread this season. They're four and 15 since last November. Um, Johnny, I'll start with you on this one. What do you make of the Chiefs? Are you, I think we all still think they will make the playoffs because of just the crazy talent they have. But there's something off. There is. There is something off, but by no means I would be devastated if the Chargers won the division and we get like the Chiefs first round like I think the Chiefs are still the second best team like if the Chiefs and Bills played in the playoffs like who's favored in that game like I like I would favor the Bills by like three and a half okay but I think the Chiefs are still like can easily bounce it bring it back together unfortunately but they have not looked like them at all Andrew yeah I mean I'm the same way I mean Teams know. are always there's a there's a September version of a team, October, November, December, then February. Yep, that's a good point. Let's look at okay, so the Chiefs schedule. They get the lucky Packers this week without Aaron Rodgers, which sucks. But then they have the Raiders and the Cowboys. Raiders, not too hard, but again, a divisional game. Cowboys, that's a good game. It's going to be a great game offensively. They play the Broncos. We'll say they get that one. They play the Raiders again. Maybe they split that with the Raiders. Then they play the Chargers. Then they play the Steelers, Bengals, Broncos. So 
Not They're scared. Not too hard. It it hurts us that uh, Rogers is out because that would have been that would have really? made their schedule. Thank you. Protocols. Protocols. <laughs> um, last game we didn't we didn't even talk about, but I'll just mention it. The Broncos beat the football team last week, seventeen ten. Gross teams, gross game. Uh, tonight's Thursday night football game, guys. Uh, the Jets are at the Colts. Colts are favored by ten and a half. The Jets money line here is plus three eighty five, over under forty six. Uh, there is a very obvious play here for me. It's the, the te- Jets by ten and a half, plus ten and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, like, is there any world? When should the Colts ever be favored by ten? I don't when should Carson Wentz ever be double digits? Jesus I mean, Christ! And it's Thursday night. Like, this is going to. This game's always this is such a bad game. Why Mike White might be Jesus. Mike White, yeah, Mike White, Cooper Rush, players of the week. Jesus, uh, yeah. So we're all on Jets plus ten and a half then. I would take yeah. Jets plus seven and a half. Okay. I don't even know if I'm um, gonna watch this game, honestly. Oh, come on, you're gonna watch it. This is uh, brutal. The Jets, Colts, Jesus. Let's I'm gonna oh, look through God. let's look through this weekend's games. And if you anyone has any big plays, uh now is the time to share them with the listeners. Um I love the Chargers minus two versus the Eagles. Um you, the Eagles money line in that game is plus one ten over under forty nine and a half. Should I just read through all these games weekends with the spreads? Yeah, why not? Uh so we got the Falcons at the Saints. The Saints are favored by six and a half. You get the Falcons money line at plus 240 over under 42. Bills at the Jaguars. The Bills are favored by 14 and a half. Jaguars money line plus 650 over under 48 and a half. Browns at Bengals. Big game like we talked about earlier. Bengals by two and a half minus two and a half. Browns money line plus 115 over under 47. Andrew, what do you like in that? Browns plus two and a half. Bounce back mm-hmm. week. I think Bengals slide a little bit. What about money line plus one fifteen? Take the money line. Browns are gonna okay. win this game. Okay, Johnny, any thoughts on that one? I was thinking, go parlay the Browns money line of plus one fifteen with the over of forty seven. Ooh, I like that. Um, next game we have is Broncos at Cowboys. Cowboys favored by ten plus three fifty over under forty nine and a half. Andrew's got his hand in the air. What is it, Big Doug? Cowboys minus 10. Dak Prescott back. Get more energy. Broncos mm-hmm. can't score. Cowboys good. Cowboys win by 20. Yep. I like that too. Um, next game is Texans at Dolphins. Dolphins favored by five and a half. Texans money line plus 195. Over under 46 and a half. Tyrod Taylor is coming back for the Texans. This is a gross game, but if you forced me to bet on it, I would take the plus five and a half with Tyrod Taylor. Um, next game. Raiders at Giants. Raiders favored by three. Giants money line plus 145 over under 46 and a half. Uh, the Giants there are a curious money line underdog. I like that. I like that. I like that dog right there. Uh, Vikings at Ravens. Ravens favored by six. Vikings plus 215 money line over under 50. Uh, stay away game for me because who the Vikings are Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Who knows what's going to fucking happen? Patriots at Panthers. Patriots Favored by three and a half. Uh, Panthers money line plus 155 over under 41. Johnny, what do you got? Patriots minus three and a half. All right. Chargers, uh, Eagles at Eagles. We mentioned this earlier. Chargers by two, uh, minus two, actually. Uh, Eagles money line plus 110 over under 49 and a half. Andrew, you and me both on minus two. Bolts. Let's bolts, go, Bolts. Bounce back week. That's my biggest play for sure. Uh, Cardinals at Niners. Um, Cardinals are favored by a point. Uh, Niners money lines minus 105 over under 45 and a half. Uh, my pick is the 49ers money line. I do not I like think that. the Cardinals play well when they travel to San Francisco. 
um, even Santa Clara, wherever it is. I think the 49ers take this game here. Uh, Packers at Chiefs. Chiefs favored by seven and a half with the Patrick, uh, Packers team without Aaron Rodgers. Packers money line plus 270 over under 48. Stay away, stay away, stay away. Titans at Rams. Rams favored by seven and a half. Titans money line plus 280 over under 53 and a half. Um, I wouldn't want to touch this game until I see what the Titans look like without Derrick Henry. Yeah, no idea what they look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our Monday night football game this week is the Bears at the Steelers. The Steelers favored by six and a half over under Monday 40. Bears are money line is plus two thirty. Yeah, it's a gross Monday night game. Very Jets gross. and Colts in the Bears. What was the Sunday night game you said? Titans Rams. I mean, it's kind of so much better with Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry is there, that's all right. But yeah, I like oh, so we look. I like the Giants money line against the Ravers. Raiders actually, I'll that I like that a lot. Plus one forty five. I'm gonna take. I that. don't know. If, I don't know if you said you definitely did, but I forgot to say something. I made a parlay. Falcons in the over. Falcons in the over. Underdog, underdog bet. Wow. I see the Interesting. The I kind of like the Saints with a uh, Taysom Hill, but we'll see. Um, other things I want to talk about before we wrap up today's show. Good show. Um, the Walters that band that uh, I'm a big fan of. They got back together. It's pretty sweet. Um, so they're going to be touring in L.A. and New York and some one other place in December. So if you're in any of those areas, I encourage you to go see them. Great band. Uh, other things, I saw the Strokes at Outside Lands, and they were fucking fantastic. Julian Casablanca hates the city of San Francisco, which was hilarious. <laughs> Did he just rip it the whole time? Yeah, he just ripped it. And there's just something that's changed with Outside Lands, and this is part maybe me partly getting older, but like, <laughs> There's just no bands anymore. It's, it's just all DJs, and it's like the Strokes were the oldie band, basically. The there with a, like a glorified karaoke. Yeah, no, it's just, I don't know, it's a life lesson. I'm, I retired from music festivals. It's wow. Good I'm retired. I am retired, um, unless That's the Rolling it. Stones. Yeah, actually, no, the Stones would never play a festival, though, because they're like, fuck that shit. Um, anything else, guys, on your minds before we wrap up today's episode? Mm. Let me see if, what's going on on Twitter. Is anything crazy going on, on Twitter before we wrap up? Um, really excited for Bob Melvin. I know no one cares, but I am. I think it's hilarious that they, like, stole the athletics coach from them. I don't even know how they did that, because he was under yeah. contract. Um... Yeah, well, it has been a, it's been a pleasure talking to both of you. I'll end the podcast with these three words. Go, Prez, go. See you next time. Thank you.